This is the qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified with Ryan Huff. What's going on, Qualified Family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified. Guys, where the ultimate goal on this podcast is to empower you to become familiar with the person you have the potential of becoming and to live a life that makes a positive impact. And if you are a returning guest to The Qualified, thank you so much for listening. And if you are new to The Qualified, thank you so much for listening as well. Y'all, the reason this podcast is called The Qualified is because I firmly believe that we are all qualified to make a difference in the world that we live in. However, you know this to be true. There's a big difference between having potential, you know, having the ability to go out and doing and do something and actually going out and making it happen and doing it, right? Which is why in this podcast, I bring on inspiring guests and things that I've that I've experienced in my life as well that are topics, ideas, strategies, you know, things that ultimately will help us make a difference in the world we live in, right? But here's the hope that I have. And the thing that I ask with every episode, y'all, is that you would use something that we talk about, whether it's me or something my guest says, would you, you would you please, if something stands out to you, it's like, huh, that's a good point, or huh, that, I love that, or whatever it might be, would you please use it? Use it and implement it in your day-to-day life to make that impact into a reality. Because the worst thing you can do is have the knowledge of what you should do, have the knowledge of what you can do, then actually don't out, go, go out and do it, right? Because knowledge by itself is not enough. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power, right? So I just encourage you with that. Would you please use the information we talk about? That's the only hope that I have in that that's something that we say, that we share on this podcast is the callus that strikes the matches in your hand to write and get you on that path towards making your dreams into a reality. Y'all, this is episode number 58. My name is Ryan Huff. I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening. We do have a very special guest on the podcast today. Before we get into that, though, um, I want to remind you that this podcast is absolutely free. We do not run ads. That's not why this podcast was designed and why it was created. Um, however, the fee that we do charge, though, is this. It's not money. It's whenever you get value out of this podcast or any other podcast that kind of come before it or any other podcast that come after this one, would you please do this? Would you please tell a friend about it? Let someone else know about it. Let someone else know you got value out of it. And the reason I ask that is because the more eyes and ears that we have in this podcast, the better ability we have to make an impact in someone's life in a positive way and put their life on a positive trajectory. Because I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this in your life just as much as I have in mine, that sometimes it just takes one word spoken at the right time that completely changes everything for you. So I'm, I really would ask that you do that. Um, whenever you get value out of this, would you please share it out with a friend and let someone else know that you got value out of it. Also, I want to let you know, I do have an organization that I started. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's an organization that I started that feeds families across America by selling apparel. And how we accomplish that is really awesome. It's called one equals 20, meaning that for every one item purchased, 20 meals are provided for families in America. I encourage you to check that out. Link for that is in the description. It's called Qualified Apparel. And uh, yeah, man, we're getting close to 10,000 meals already. To date, we're at 9,140. And uh, <laughs> we're rocking and rolling, man. We're just getting started. Anyways, y'all, let's get into it today. Um, my special guest today is Lindsay Welter. She's a friend of mine who I've connected with and gotten to know a little bit more over the years uh, through Instagram, matter of fact. And uh, just a phenomenal woman, a very, very colorful personality, very energetic, very enthusiastic. And I am super pumped to have her and honored to have her as a guest on The Qualified today. Um, she is a distance runner. She is, you know, really involved in endurance sport, um, but she's also working, you know, she's a pretty, very, very hardworking woman. She's uh, got three different jobs that she does. 
and uh, she's moving towards her dreams and goals every day, man. And she's getting after it. And I know you're going to be inspired by her and what she has shared today and what she has to uh, to offer. And you're gonna, she's got a lot of value to add. And I encourage you to listen up. And again, I remind you again, whenever you get something out of this, that is something that impacts you in a positive way. Please use it. Please use it. That's the only thing I ask. Y'all, let's get into it. This is my episode with Lindsay Walter, episode number 58. Enjoy. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Qualified. I am super freaking pumped. Y'all, I know I'm going to say that every every time a guest comes on, but I know they're going to add value to your life, and this guest is no different. Um, she is a friend of mine. Uh, we met through Instagram, connected through there, and she is just as colorful in her personality and the way she lives her life as the way she dresses in her day-to-day clothing as well. Uh, she is a light wherever she goes, y'all. Um, she is a spin instructor. She is a triathlon coach, uh, amazing girlfriend, um, just so many amazing things I could go on about this woman, but the bottom line is she's inspirational and she's making an impact in her life in a positive way. I am pleased grateful and happy to introduce y'all to the one and only Lindsay Welter. What's going on, girl? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm it, super excited. Absolutely. Y'all, by the way, if you uh, remember in the uh, beginning of the qualified intro, that the end of it that says uh, the qualified with Ryan Huff, that's actually <laughs> this lovely woman's voice, matter of fact. So <laughs> kind of a... I, actually, I actually played that for one of my spin classes. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I was, yeah, I was really excited. I'm like, you guys, I'm famous. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they liked it. They, well, they entertained me. They let me entertain them. So, <laughs> there you and go. then it gave me a chance to be like, go check out his podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, hey, um, I know a little bit about you as well. So getting to know you as well. But for those people who don't know who you are, Lindsay, let's give up, give a brief overview, like how old you are, where you're from and, uh, you know, what you're, what you're most excited about, things like that. Just, uh, tell us who Lindsay is real quick. Okay, sure. Um, I'm 29 and I live in upstate New York, um, I love to race in triathlons and Ironman races and marathons. Um, I coach triathletes and runners and I teach spin class and I am a hairdresser full time. That's right. That's right. So that's like some of the exciting things going on in my life right now. <laughs> and you're training for, aren't you training to uh, qualify for the Boston Marathon this year? Is that right? Um, I was. I was. I kind of had to let go of that goal because oh, really? of my triathlon um races that i have so it's on the back burner it's not i'm not giving up it just probably won't happen this year and that's okay yeah it's okay it's it's definitely a goal so it'll probably be my 2020 goal you know what you're 29 remember that you got plenty of years ahead of you i know you and i follow a lot of inspiring people who are uh, several years older than us if not much older than us who are doing amazing things like that so just yeah, a great mindset to have. Put it on the back burner, but it's always going to be there, though. So that's the important part. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, so you mentioned uh, you are a triathlon coach. You're a runner coach as well. Um, what got you into triathlon and running and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I got into running in my early 20s. Maybe I was 19 or 20, okay. um, where I work. My boss 
was running and so we like had a little running group and um eventually i did a half marathon and then a full marathon um i definitely loved it by the time i did the half like i loved running and um when i did my first full marathon i hired a coach and um she really helped transform me as a runner and like just training smart and how to like understand what each workout means and all that good stuff um and then yeah and she was an Ironman triathlete at that time she had done I believe five Ironman races and I was super inspired like I want to do that so for sure after my yeah after my marathon then um I made a goal to do a half Ironman and then a full Ironman I guess I didn't start with like just the sprints not just but um i <laughs> just, just go, ahead, was all in there, in. go ahead yeah go ahead yeah i was all in <laughs> so she yeah that's that's kind of how i got into it yeah and i just love it um but you probably understand that like once you do a couple races i don't know you just feel like you belong well at least that's how i felt i felt like i really belonged there. For sure. I mean, plus it helps that it's an amazing community to get involved in. So yeah. And how many, so you started that with that inspiration. How many Ironmans and, you know, marathons and such have you done now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, open marathons, meaning like not attached to an Ironman. I have done eight. Wow. <clears throat> no, nine. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh, I don't know. I think there's eight. I guess I should count better. I believe that I've done eight and there then you go. I've done, um, eight half Ironman races and then four full Ironman races. Wow. That's and a- everything else I have lost count. So, <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's after, after you go do so many, it's kind of hard to keep track of it after a while, but that's amazing. So you, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, really like, you know, lively personality and y'all for any of y'all who don't know, we're going to plug her at the end of this. Um, if you, um, if you're, if you're interested, actually plug her right now, you can go follow her at M a Linsanity fit. It's a L I N Z A N I, uh, T Y fit on Instagram. And I'll link that below in the description as well. Um, but you can tell she is a pretty wildly energetic person, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why I was attracted to her content in the first place. Uh, but I, Lydia, I got to ask you though, where does your excitement and positivity about life come from? Oh, it's so funny. My mom says I was like that as a child. Really? Yeah. Um, it's also kind of funny because, so I'm the first daughter out of four and she, um, so my middle name is Ray and she named my middle name Ray because I was her first Ray of sunshine. <laughs> and I know it sounds, I know it's kind of cute, but, um, <laughs> Miss Welker, I don't you know, old, you I, old dog. maybe she, I, yeah, I think I'm just always happy to be like involved. I think that it's just, okay. So anything that you do, um, like you, things that you kind of have to do that are boring. I just, a while ago I came up like, 15 years ago maybe 12 15 years ago I came up with like okay if there's like boring things you have to do you know at work or like in life and like cleaning or things you just don't like I just figure why not make it fun make it a party because you have to do it anyways right and so I don't know where it kind of comes from so maybe just yeah (laughs) so how do you go about doing that you said like you know everyday activities that you have to do like for example washing the dishes is not my favorite pastime how do you go how does Lindsay welter go about making that fun i play loud music and i set timers and i move around fast really (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely actually and then i get really obsessed with it like when i um (laughs) deep clean my house 
um, yeah, then I make lists and I'm like, oh, I got to do this. So the lists kind of help, but the loud music and the timers help. And then it ends up being like a workout. So you're like sweating, your heart rate's up. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, got, got that heart rate monitor going, tracking the calories, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching dishes. I, I was in zone zone four the entire time. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, doing jump squats and burpees on the side. Yeah, <laughs> nothing was broken in the process. <laughs> That's funny. So go, going forward from that as well, um, you know, all these things, all these athletic accomplishments that you've done. Uh, what it, what if it, if maybe it's maybe that is a part of it as well. But what would you say? What would you say are you most proud of in your life today? Most proud of? Yeah. Um like accomplishment, like something I've accomplished. Yeah, or like, maybe it's an accomplishment. Maybe it's something that's like a discipline of yourself, discipline of yours, like a daily discipline or something like that. Whatever it is, like what is something that you like, you know what, I'm really proud of the fact that I do this daily or I've done this or done that or whatever have you. Like what's something you're most proud of in your life today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Well, there's a lot of things. I guess this one's not related to really fitness that much, but I am really proud of the fact that um, I'm really good with my money and saving. Mm. Um, and I think it, it's also, it's a great thing. Um, I guess I was trained well growing up by my parents, but um, because of that, because I've been really good, been able to be like a good worker and good at saving and balancing um my money and my finances that I've been able to, I bought a house at age 22 and, um, good for you. Thanks. And because of that, I'm able to afford our expensive sport of triathlon. So <laughs> I feel, I feel really proud of that. I don't mean to brag, but it's just something I feel proud of. No, you, hey, know? you were asked the question. So, You're answering it for sure. Thanks. Yeah. I think it just, cause with that and like with having, um, you know, not feeling stressed or tight because of money. It's just made oh, things a lot less stressful in my life. That could have been a big issue. Absolutely. Where did you, uh, you mentioned that your parents, you know, your parents uh, taught you those lessons. Like, did you have like a better relationship with your, with your dad or with your mom or were they both kind of the same or what? Oh yeah. I love my parents. I'm really close with both of them. Um, my awesome. dad is just really incredible and he taught I mean, they both definitely taught us, but my dad is like the mastermind behind being good with your money and how to make money work for you. That's another subject for another day, but um, <laughs> you might know what I mean by that. Oh, for but sure. But that's like, a yeah, and so he taught us from a young age. I mean, everything, every job that we had, um, like from babysitting, we had to put half of it away in savings, and when you are making $5 an hour babysitting, that's a big deal. So For like, sure. at, yeah, at like age 11, that sucked. But then we learned, okay, so if you save, you can buy that cool toy that you want. It taught us from a young age. So then, um, and we had to continue doing that. And like, um, if my dad also had this deal with us, if we went to, so I went to hair school when I was in high school. So it was free and I, was able to start working my career job right after I graduated. But he said like, okay, you can either go to college and live here for free or you have to pay rent. And I was like, but I already have my <laughs> career. What's a big deal? So, 
And um, I wasn't really much for, I didn't want to go to school. I don't know. I'm a hands-on person. And so, um, yeah, so I went to college and didn't have to pay rent, but he would have made me pay rent at age 18. So things like that, that really helped shape my habits. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. For sure. For sure. What's, uh, what's something besides that that you're most grateful for in your life today? Um, besides, well, I'm really grateful for my family. <laughs> Super grateful. Um, cause without them, I wouldn't like life would not be as fulfilling. I think for sure. You got, you're one um, yeah. of, don't you have three other sisters or is it two? Yeah. I have three other sisters. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, they're my best friends and yeah. So I'm really grateful that I have them. I know not everybody has, you know, parents that they're close to or siblings at all. So I feel really grateful for that. Um, the support that I get a lot of support from them for everything that I do. Absolutely. Were, were y'all, did y'all get along pretty well when you were growing up or was it, uh, or what, what was that dynamic? Like? Oh my gosh. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not. I was kind of a bully. <laughs> really? Sometimes. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. I would not have guessed that. Well, when you're the oldest sibling, you want to like lead the group. <laughs> so the, but the alpha, the alpha, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, mostly we had a lot of fun. And we mostly got along. There's any siblings, you know, for sure. The normal stuff. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh gosh. So, you know, talking about being, you know, being, being a woman right now. And I mentioned this question to you before, uh, but I kind of, I briefly just got on this topic last, the last interview I did with a guest, he was a male. So I want to ask it from a female perspective this time. What is it for you? What does it mean being a, being a woman today? Like what, what defines a woman today in 2019 for you? Defines a woman or yeah. a strong woman? Strong woman. Um, there we go. That's a better. A strong better woman. One. There we go. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I think having independence and like being, um, you know, you don't have to rely on somebody else. Like, so having independence with your job maybe and, financially independent, um, being, knowing how to get things done. So like, you don't really have to rely on anybody else, um, whether that's like through your house or just physically. Um, for me, I think a lot of it is like, I feel a lot of strength within, you know, just like being physically fit or, you know, just in training and stuff. I think that always makes me feel like a strong woman when I'm like, lifting heavy weights or like running really fast i don't know (laughs) it just makes me feel strong and powerful (laughs) absolutely i like that i like that so do you do you think it's uh let me see do you think it's best for people to only to let me see you mentioned like being strong independent which i love and that's definitely something that people everyone needs to destroy because i mean you need to it's obviously it's it's fun to have other people in your life to build you up and to make you better and, but it's also at the same time, it's like, dude, you got to be able to, you know, do it on your own time. So do you think it's, do you think it's also beneficial to have people that are in your life as well to build you up as well? Or do you kind of like, do you think it's more of like, you know, it's best to just have it to be like, you know, just by myself kind of lone, lone wolf, if you will, or, or what's your take on that? Oh yeah. Um, good point. Um, no, I mean, I definitely, I definitely value having people in my close circle. I mean, they have like saved me in so many ways, even just like simple things when you're going through like 
a big decision or something. Right. Um, try to make a big decision. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do rely on my family, and I have a handful of friends who are I'm really close with, who like I can confide in and um, about you know a lot of different things. So I do think that's important. I don't. I mean, unless it's your personality type, but I think we as humans are meant to rely on each other in some ways. Amen to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're meant to do everything alone, especially like emotionally struggling kind of things. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. I agree. So I mean, it's better. You, you can you can get through some things by yourself, but man, it makes it so much better, so much easier, and the process so much so much. Uh, less what's it less stressful when you have someone else that's there like building you up and like someone you can talk to and things of that nature you know so yeah de- definitely, definitely definitely good stuff there what um yeah let me see what are what are your thoughts so going so it's kind of staying on topic if you will about you know like you know independency and things of that nature how does someone realize their life that their life has value like for example um if, if you don't feel like if someone's going through their life today and they don't feel like, you know, they're like they're worth the, their life is really that valuable, that they're not really that, you know, they're not really worth being on this planet or whatever have you. But like they don't feel like more so that they're worthy of let's not necessarily not put in that terms, but maybe just like they don't feel like their life's worthy of, you know, being successful or being a great mom or being a great dad or whatever have you. Like how does someone find value in their life? Like how does someone realize that their, that their life does have value? Uh, that's a great question um, that I feel passionate about. So, yeah, I think everybody goes through times where they feel that way. But for me, um, my faith in God really helps me. I know everybody believes, you know, in different things. But sure. having some kind of faith in something bigger than you, I think, helps a lot. Because um, it makes you feel not alone and you're not powerless. Mm. Um, that's why that faith is, is important, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that has saved me in the past from times where I really felt like I wasn't worthy or was, you know, didn't offer anything good to this world or whatever situation I was in. So um, I think that really, really helps. And then, you know, on a more earthly way, doing things that you love and proving to yourself that you can be good at it. And being proud of every little step, which um, sometimes all those little steps can be really hard. Right. So, like, for example, you know, it's easy to compare yourself against other people, whether it's like, you know, they're really good at their job or they're a really fast runner or really good triathlete. But that doesn't that's just just a waste of time. So I think, <laughs> um, you know, it's a waste of time. No, I, mean, I agree. Really, I agree. <laughs> it's. Everybody does it, but like, why bother? Like, just stop. <laughs> and every and like, I've been on that trap, and I'm like, stop. You don't know them. Who cares? It's not worth their time. But um, yeah, I think having faith really, really makes a big difference. And you know, maybe that if you don't have faith or you don't know what it is, I would just sit there and meditate and just be open to direction. You know, whether you just put out into the universe um, and just tell yourself something good about yourself every day, at least mm. one or to three things and looking in the mirror and saying it helps it's really uncomfortable when you really don't like yourself it's (laughs) really uncomfortable no but it works like it's so uncomfortable i did i went through a period of my life where i did said positive affirmations every day like that i would Mm. say them out loud when i was home like 
this is so awkward, but it made a huge difference. Um, so I, I hope that kind of answers. I feel like I'm rambling. No, no, it does. I, I definitely agree. And I, I agree 100% that those positive affirmations are, 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 are helpful especially when it, even like saying things that you don't that you might might not even believe at the moment to be true right like if you don't actually believe you're pretty but even exactly. like looking in the mirror and saying like hey that's one sexy son of a gun you know it's like even yeah. if it, even if it's like to the laughable point it's like you still have to start saying it even if you don't believe it but also um, you mentioned like, you know, overcoming like certain obstacles and such um, there was maybe you didn't word it that way but you kind of hinted to this but Something I feel like that keeps that prohibits, I guess, people from taking that action is fear. So when it comes to like that process of like realizing your life has value, then taking action towards actually fulfilling that, how does someone overcome that fear? Okay, so being afraid to take whatever step it is. Yeah, being afraid to take action, but you know, towards whatever you know, whatever step. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's towards. It doesn't have to be just like self value, for example. But like, what? How does someone overcome the fear? Maybe like the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of you know failing, whatever that is. Like, how does someone, in your opinion, how does how does someone you know overcome failure? Sorry, overcome Any, fear. Oh overcome yeah. Fear. Sorry. Well, anything that you do that might be embarrassing or might go wrong, nobody's going to remember it. Like life is so short and I like, you know, not all eyes are on you all the time. Mm. And my, my way of life is like, if I make somebody laugh cause I'm did something embarrassing, then great. If they had a good laugh, whatever, <laughs> if it was at my expense, but really like if I trip, I'm like, I hope somebody saw that. So they had a good laugh. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, or if I just did something stupid, you know, like it's like, who cares? Nobody like if that, if I'm not being a bad person and this is not come and I'm not coming from a negative place, right. but it's something I did that's kind of embarrassing. Like nobody's gonna remember. Um, but wow. yeah, I mean, and I've done so many things where it was like, then I was so embarrassed because I put myself out there and put myself in like an uncomfortable position. But if you never did, well, first of all, you have a good story, you know, once you recover from it and um, if it went bad, but right. sometimes it goes really good. And if you don't take that step, if you don't just leap before you're ready, you're never going to know. And then you're always going to regret it. So oh, I think, come on now. Yeah. Yep. Like you don't want to have that regret. I mean, there was definitely, oh my gosh, there, um, that's kind of how I approach races when I don't feel ready. I'm like, you're going to regret it more if you don't go, just go. And like, sometimes they ended up being really good races. Like where I like placed first in my age group kind of races. Really? Wow. Where I you. was not expecting. Thanks. Yeah. It was so like, it, that's a great practice. Like I feel like racing is like practice for life, <laughs> like your mindset practice for life. But yeah, if you don't take that leap, it could be really, really good. So I think regret and then just don't worry about what people think. I don't know. I don't have time for that. I don't care. They could, you don't. Don't waste your energy. Amen to that, sister. Amen to that. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> this is something that you kind of you kind of did drive by on, but I just I loved it. Um, you mentioned that you you can't wait for it to be right. Why why is it so important that you can't wait? You can't wait for the right moment, the right uh, more so. Why is it so important that people don't can't wait for it to be perfect before they take the action or before they're ready okay. to take the action? Oh, totally. Like things are life is always going to be busy. And things are always going to be in the way. There's always going to be excuses and you can always find excuses. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, 
Yeah. And what if you don't wake up tomorrow? What if you die in your sleep? I mean, that sounds morbid, but really, or what if you get hit by a car? Um, I mean, there, so I had an opportunity to go to age group nationals for the Olympic distance triathlon this summer. And I found out like way later than everybody else. And I was like, oh my God. And it's the week before my sister is due with her baby. It's a big deal. So um, I was like, oh, I don't know. In my head, first thought was like, oh, I can't go. I want, don't want to miss like her, the birth. And, and how am I going to get there? I don't have anybody to go with. I'm working all these things. And then when I posted online, everybody was like, go find a way. Like (laughs) you might not have next year. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like work will give me the time off. And I told my sister to hold the baby inside until I get home. (laughs) Everybody's on board. Like I've got support from my family. Do me a favor. Will you keep that thing inside? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were all like, keep cooking. (laughs) So she like, and it's only like three days away, but um, three days out of town. But that's the kind of thing, and I mean, I hope it's an amazing experience. But it, you know, if I didn't go this year, what if I didn't have an t- opportunity next year? What if I break all the bones in my body the following year? I don't know. You just think like you could get sick, you could get some kind of who knows. You could get a disease, you could get cancer. I just think like life is too short. <laughs> you right. just have to really go for it. Think oh. of the big picture. I I love what um what is it? It's kind of kind of along the same lines, but it kind of different as well. This one's more talking about discipline, but like um, I love what John Maxwell said before. Maybe he was quoting someone, but I've heard it from him more specifically. But he said the regret, the pain of the was it the pain of discipline weighs ounces, while the pain of regret weighs tons. You know, and so like yeah. if you get to your deathbed, like you mentioned, I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, it's not morbid. It's just reality, man. It's just reality. Like yes. we're, we're, our days on this earth are numbered. I mean, they're finite. I mean, we all know we all like to li- like to we all like to think, if you will, that we're gonna live until you know we're a, you know thousand years old. We're gonna live forever. Well, like, dude, we're not, you know, our time on this earth is finite. Like, I, I think I even made a story on my Instagram uh, today <laughs> talking about like, you know, like, dude, it's self. I remember there's a guy I've been listening to. His name is Justin, um, Justin Schenk. And he was talking about it's selfish for you not to move forward or in, in what we're talking about, you know, t- wait until it's perfect to take action. Dude, no, take action. Now you're going to learn. You're going to find out things that don't work, but like, you've got to get out there and just try, you know, if you're waiting for a perfect time all the time, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life, you know? So just exactly. like, just get out there and take the action, man. Is, 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 are you going to screw up? Yes. Are you going to suck? Yes. Are you going to look stupid? Yes. But like kind of to your point, you didn't say this directly, but you kind of hinted at the same thing. Um, I love what Rachel Hollis says. She says that someone's opinion of you is none of your business. In other words, you don't have like, yeah. a, but you put it the other way. It's like, Hey, I don't have time for their opinion. I don't have time for what they think about me. This is my life. I'm going to do it how I want. So I applaud you for that. Lindsay, good for you. I'm grateful that oh, you like, thanks. don't take that so seriously. I've been reading this book recently. That's talking just about that. Like we don't have to, when we, when we free ourselves from the care about what other people, how other people judge us, we really are living in freedom in that way. So that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's totally how I really try to live. It's just, it's not worth it. And if you feel judgy vibes, then just try not to hang out with those people. Right, right. <laughs> you actually, it makes you feel bad. You actually mentioned um, a while back to me that you were hanging out with some people a while back. Um, this, we kind of had a similar situation in this area. Um, but you had mentioned a while back that you hang out, you used to hang out with some people that really made you feel... Um, 
inadequate. Maybe, maybe not necessarily. Maybe it was a little bit different. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but like that you mentioned, you hang, used to hang out with some people that weren't exactly the best people um, that you needed to surround yourself with in order to move your life forward. And I just wanted to touch on that briefly. Maybe um, if you wouldn't mind explaining, you know, explaining that exactly how that happened. Um, but um, yeah, if you don't mind explaining, like you know, you used to hang out with some people that really weren't the really weren't the best people to, for you to be around. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So like people and I don't want to bad talk anybody because I don't care anymore. But, um, you know, they just kind of came off as like being nice people and like friends. I thought they were friends, but and it's okay. Like people change and whatever. But I think just at the end of the day, um, you know, they are just two-faced um and that's okay like it is what it is they're just kind of fake I think so once I understood that you know your friends can still be friends with them and it's fine just stand your ground and know your self-worth and know that you know you can't control who's friends with who right um so I just you know, if I see them, I wave, whatever. I'm not going to be a child about it. But, um, you know, in the moment, like if somebody does you wrong, like they did, it hurts. I'm not going to deny that. And it was like really upsetting. And I probably, I wasted too much time being upset about it. But I think because of that whole thing, it made me better now. And maybe that's just like being in my late 20s <laughs> it sucks <laughs> um, but like you mature and it's just you figure out who your true friends are and right. you know and you can't expect everybody to be a friend the way you are to them right and that can be upsetting i think um but you can't control their actions and it's fine. I mean, I think if I went through something like that again, I would have maybe tried to handle it differently. You know, you always look back and figure out things you would do better. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's okay. Like, you know, you realize that, I mean, if they are just like not great people, just try to not hang around them and, you know, don't buy into, don't buy into their drama. What? And, and that, that, that point being like, you know, why is it so important to surround yourself with people that, that are, how do I say this? How, why is it so important to surround yourself with the right people? More so like, why is it so important to surround yourself with people that are consistently progressing, like moving your life forward? Not to say that like every relationship you need to have, it needs to be so like, you know, one-sided more so like, oh, if you're not making my life better than, you know, whatever. But like, so long as like you're this person, this relationship that you have is like fostering growth, right? It, it, maybe it's not like, you know, you're all, you know, constantly getting, you know, when, whenever you get hang around them, you're not like, you know, doing a mastermind every time, right? You're not, you know, getting on a conference <laughs> yeah. call every time or you're not, you know, t- t- talking about how you can grow your business 10 X or whatever. Right. But like, what, what do you like, how, why is it so important to get to hang around people that are just conducive to your growth ultimately? Oh my gosh, totally. And even if it's like they just inspire you or motivate you or or make you feel good, like people who like bring you up, you know, um, and I think that is part of growth. Like if they make you feel good, that's part of growth because if you feel good, you're more likely to do better things in the world. 
um, yeah, it makes a huge difference in how you feel. And even just like things you talk about, like, um, what are the kind, if you think, okay, so I always think about you're the most, that quote, you are the most like the five people you hang around. I was hoping you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think about that so much. And those five people change throughout your life sure. so much yep. um, because you're, you know, your job position might change or like just your best friends might change or you lose touch people move away um i think about that so much <clears throat> and then um it's it is really cool because you really do and um so i think it's important because depending on what your goals are in life and what you want to achieve if you really think about the big picture whether it's personal you know physical relationship stuff like all that stuff whatever you want to achieve um, you need those people to help support that growth. And some people who, and like you said, not every single friend will be one of those kind of people. You can still keep them in your life right. and in your circle unless right. they bring you down. Um, if they bring you down, they really then bring what? You down. Oh, then, so it depends if they are, if they really, so I feel like I am put on this earth to, uplift other people and make other people's life the days a little bit better um so i think it would be like a jerk thing to be like don't give them any of your time i mean you can give them your time you just have to be guarded right. i think so that's the that's that's exactly it you gotta be you gotta be i love there's a word i uh i read this book uh napoleon by um james allen called uh as a man thinketh and it, it, this book, this guy, the way this guy talks, he, um, he, his, his, <laughs> his verbiage, like his lexicon, if you will, is like so advanced. It got me, I, I had a, uh, I had a, I had a time where you're gonna laugh at me at a time wherever I would read the dictionary for fun. Uh, because I would have to, <laughs> I'd have to consistent. Well, I'd have to consistently look in this, look up the words that this guy would use. I had no idea what the heck he was talking about, and I'm like, oh, that's what that means. Okay, but anyways, I bring that up to <laughs> say, cool. like, like you said, you have to be guarded, but you have to use wisdom. But not only that, you have to be scrupulous whenever you're going forward in these things. It's like, okay, I know that, and it's not being, it's not being judgmental. It's not being that you're just you, like, what, what does the Bible talk about? It says, "Judge a fruit, judge a tree by the by the fruit that it bears." Right? If you if their track record has been one of like, okay, every time around them they spew out their negativity or whatever have you, it's not being judgmental. You're just you're just basically you're just saying, okay, this is what their track record is. Therefore, I can approach this relationship with wisdom, even though I still value this relationship, even though because like maybe they're a longtime friend or someone that I'm really you know I see the potential in them or whatever. It's not being. It's not being that you're just being. You're just being guarded, but you're being. You're using wisdom, and that's the important part. That's what I think. That's what. It's what exactly what you're touching on too, is that you oh, know you just got to be. You got to be. You got to be use wisdom in these relationships. You know you can't just give. You know devote your entire time to these people, especially if they're not making you better. You know, but don't just like you yeah. said. It would be a jerk. Granted, I've done that in my life where I've just you know <laughs> cut the relationships off cold turkey. However, it was. Uh, I've touched on this in the podcast before, but it was telling that only one person out of the group of people that I cut relationships off with only one of them actually reached out. And, uh, so that was, I, I kind of like to think that was a good judgment call on my part, but no, I a hundred percent agree with that, that you should use wisdom with that. And so great point on that. I like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great point. And maybe that was at the time, the best decision you can make for you. So, right. you know, if you're going through something and that, that kind of relationship or like a toxic negative person is not serving you and you don't have the 
um, like capability basically to stay guarded or like to know when to, you know, leave the conversation or to limit your time spending with them. Maybe that was the best decision at that time. That is something that took me longer to realize because I think as a giving person or like anybody who is a good listener, um, you kind of can get drained in some ways. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's finding a balance. Like you can still be courteous, be nice, give your time, but um, be careful with how close you get with them and like how much stuff you share too. If you don't, you right. know, if they don't seem trusting or something. Right. I think one thing you mentioned on, you talk about, you know, being, being a giving person and caring, um, you can, you know, you can get drained. I think you use the word drained or, um, or is that what you use? Drained? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so one thing that I, I love about that is that you're, you're aware of that. So congrats. I'm grateful that you are aware of that the reason that I believe that people like that who are giving like yourself, who are caring like yourself, especially when it comes to people they care about, but notice that they kind of get drained whenever they're around them is because you're such a giving person. But here's the thing. If you don't take time, to which I'm, I'm I'm confident you already know this, um, but if you don't take time to constantly build yourself up as well, you cannot give what you that which you do not have, right? And so that's why another reason why it's just using wisdom to not like surround yourself with people like that. You got to make sure that you're constantly filling up your cup, right? You're constantly pouring into yourself. I mean, you do this all the time. I, I you know, just by based on the things that I've heard you say and based on your actions, it's like you got to be constantly pouring yourself in, pouring good stuff in. That's why you and I we both listen to like Lewis Howes kind of constant, you know, all the uh yeah. all, all the uh, you know, self self-help stuff kind of, you know, self you know, motivation kind of guys. It's like cuz oh, that's yeah. so it's so important like if if we have these desires on our life to be a bit like be a force for good like you talked about being you know making someone smile being being a light in people's life you've got to consistently be pouring into yourself so like for you and your life what what are some things that you do on a regular basis uh that pour into yourself that's constantly that are that maybe it's maybe it's a daily habit that you do every morning maybe it's some reading some podcasts whatever it is like what are some things that you do on a consistent basis that make sure that you're going forward full oh sure um, a lot of things. Um, I practice being conscious, meaning being in the present moment. Mm, and I'm always snapping myself back to the present moment. So, like, if my thoughts start to wander, which they do, and that's normal. Um, but if they start Squirrel. spiraling down. Yeah, it's normal, yeah. <laughs> and if they start spiraling down, like, a negative path. Mm. And I snap them back. So this has taken years to get good at it, but I feel like I'm actually good at it. Um, and I've started this practice like 12 years ago. Um, and so that's something I feel like has made a huge impact in who I am and how I um, operate. So I try to always snap things back to the present and like replace those negative thoughts with something reassuring or something mm. calming or something positive. And then, um, I also think I really value um, in myself staying operating from a good, loving place, like some a place that God would want me to operate from. So, like, it's just the way I talk to people, or even just like my um, my presence, my attitude towards things. Like, if I feel like I'm getting kind of negative, or getting kind of like, or if, even if I just complain a little bit too much, I don't like the way that feels. So, right. I just try to bring things back and um, I listen to podcasts all the time. That is also helpful just like to stay learning and staying moving forward. Um, and I pray every day, every day. 
I think that really helps just keep things centered. Um, those are some of the things that I think, yeah, I think that those are like the biggest things. I like it. Well, well said, cool. well said. I like it. Good stuff. Um, what are, um, like, what's some, what are some things that are uh, non-negotiables for you in your daily habits? Like you mentioned prayer and everything else. Was there other things that, um, that you would say are non-negotiables for you? Like this is something that I must do every single day. Oh, that's a great question. Um, with my schedule and just like my lifestyle, things can get really hectic. Um, so drinking coffee <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me rephrase my question what are some things you must do daily uh to in order to ensure that you're constantly moving yourself forward like you're constantly progressing in your life um like any daily habits any morning habits morning rituals things like that oh i wish i had like an amazing morning ritual i mean but not really much more than like the things i said i think staying in the like having that attitude like when things go wrong or things get out of your control a little bit knowing that okay at any moment i can bring it back to my control and right. i can d give my best because like um i think with my schedule with like you know working three jobs it's kind of you're all over the place that's for sure uh, yeah i'm all yeah and i <laughs> give my i know it's, it sounds like that but i do give 110 percent into everything that i do whether that's training or all three of those jobs so right. um and like my relationships and stuff so um i think yeah i mean it would be amazing if i had like this perfect morning routine but i think that is sometimes unrealistic unless you have like some secret trick but um sure yeah so for me i think it's just having that attitude because with my schedule things are all over the place and like it can't always be perfect like things can just not be perfect Right. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, if it helps, like my morning routine is like, get up, make my bed, no matter what. Even like if I haven't had time to make my bed, I will make it later in the day. I think that makes a huge difference. And then I have a big glass of water and then I have some coffee and then I'm on with my day and I just start moving. Those are things that like I have to do every day. And I think the physical aspect of doing those things make everything else easier. Hmm. You mentioned making your bed. Did you ever did you ever see that speech that that uh, it was some kind of sergeant or someone made at the University of Texas talking about making your bed every morning? I did. I didn't. I didn't see the whole thing, but I have heard of podcasts that talked reference his book. I think Lewis House referenced his book, and um, somebody else referenced his book. But oh, the minimalist because. When I got on the minimalist kick is when I started making my bed every day, no matter what, <laughs> even that, if I'm running late. Was that when you when started it, uh, cleaning your house like like crazy, like you talked about? Yeah, like, like, yeah, like yeah. Purging. <laughs> Total purge. Yeah, it changed my life. I was like my proudest, well, one of my proudest moments of 2018. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I remember, I remember you tell, telling me about that, that journey that you were on about cleaning your house. I was like, go, girl, go. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does make a difference. though. when you make your bed in the morning, like you cannot get back in the bed, you're awake. And like, it, there's something physical about just knowing, okay, now you've got to get moving forward. Mm. And on to your next thing, I think. And when you come home to a made bed, like, that's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, sleep meter, who knows? Yeah, it's just everything hey. about it. 
it's a good habit. I like it. I like it. To you know, full disclosure, I don't always make my bed. I I I make an effort sometimes, but sometimes it just it just it just stays unmade. Um, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, I was like that for many years until this last year, so I do not judge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I make an effort sometimes to make it, but then so, other times it's like, yeah, like actually, I just wash my sheets. Matter of fact, so I'll have to put those on tonight. But you, 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 you've inspired me. I'll make it tonight before right before I get into it. So there we go. It's um, gonna make a world of a difference. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so before we get wrapping this up, I want to ask you um, one more question before I uh, for for acknowledge you and then get to the final two. I definitely want to be respectful of your time. Uh, so you and I are very, very young as well. You're 29, I'm 28. Um, did you just turn 29 this year or you turned 29? I'm going to turn the dreaded three O in like a month and a half. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Triathlon already aged me up. So like I already have 30. I'm like, I know it sucks. And like Mike, my boyfriend is like, you're going to be 30 and he's 31. I'm like, you are so much older than me already. So you got, you got yourself a little sucks. sugar daddy over there. I know, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, I know, whatever. Midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You're just going to get better yeah, and better year on year. You already know that. So, exactly. Yeah, that's a better attitude. <laughs> so you and I are uh, pretty similar, like, you know, go-getters. You know, you talked about, you know, having, you know, making the decisions, you know, based on, you know, the the um you know guidance you know and help from your parents on making great financial decisions early on which allowed you to get into um you know buying your first house at the age of 18 or 20 was it 20 22 22 that's right and then you know you talk about how you know you work three jobs and you know you're you know constantly just moving forward in financial terms you're obviously very driven in your training and everything else so you're obviously that go-getter attitude and nothing comes you don't you don't have you know like any kind of expectation of anyone to give you anything for free you're obviously working for it right and for that i commend you for it i love that so what what do you think about like what is your take on people who have an entitlement mindset and why do you think that's such a uh such a destructive destructive mindset to have when it, in regards to like you know progressing your life and actually making this world better oh well it's not going to teach you anything um so you're not giving yourself an opportunity to be in charge of your own life i think it just the entitlement attitude has you're just blaming other people and i just don't I don't understand it. I just wasn't raised that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're not like you just feel so much better when you're in charge of your own life. Mm. And if you just put in the work, I mean, and just don't be lazy. Like you just can't be lazy if you want to achieve things. And if you want to, you know, have money to be able to do things and pay off your debt or whatever it is. Um, I would just say, like, try to surround yourself around other people who are, like, going after the things that you want, too, and, like, ask them, like, what are some of the things that you do or what are your habits? Um, you know, maybe they were never, like, maybe they were just never taught right? Yeah. how to really take ownership of your own life, and maybe they were never taught how to work hard and how to be a good employee, even. Like, you're never going to make it far if you can't be a good worker right um you know or start your own business or something um so yeah i just if you're just if you feel entitled to everything like you have to earn that so i mean nobody wakes up and like it's owed the world right <laughs> so right. i just think yeah just like 
don't be afraid of some hard work and like struggles and setbacks um, and making mistakes. Like you're going to make mistakes. But I mean, I just wish more people would want to work hard. So, but I think you touched on a great point too, that some people weren't taught that way. And you know, like people like you and I are to kind of take that for granted in a way, but like I was reading in a book recently, it was called uh, wired for success program for failure. It's a phenomenal read. And one of the things this book talks about is our, our version of normal, right? And for example, like, um, let's say, for instance, you know, you go into your living room tonight and you notice there's a little twig that starts growing in the middle of your living room. Well, that might be a little frustrating, a little annoying at first, but if you fail to pull that twig out, what's going to happen? It's going to keep growing, right? You might have to eventually, you know, start walking around it. You might have to, you know, eventually rearrange the furniture, and eventually, it might even you know grow into a full fledged tree. It might even become a you know talking piece in the, in the middle of your in, in your house. But ultimately, it'll become your normal. And so, like people like that, I feel like that have that kind of mindset and everything. Like that's their normal, right? Especially, I can think of someone in my in my family who has that kind of mindset. Like everything was given to him, and he's just one of the most selfish, self centered people I know. Uh, but that, that's how he was raised. Like he was given everything. He Uh hasn't really had to work for anything at all his entire life. And I feel like parents, especially that raise their kids up like that. I mean, I feel like they, they do it in a way that, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong in this, if you don't, if you, if you feel differently about this, but I feel like parents kind of do that in a way because they don't want their children to experience any heartache. They don't want them to experience any pain of difficulty, of failure, of rejection, or anything like that. And so they kind of facilitate this lifestyle that's like, hey, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to have give you all the opportunities I didn't have. So therefore, you can go out and, and, and do great things. But in reality, they're actually crippling them because they're actually, they've been told, you know, these people I think of that are especially in our generation, I feel like they've been told all their lives that what? They can do anything with their lives, right? They're winners, they're champions, they're this or that, which, hey, I agree to a point, but it's like still, man, you got to put in the work. So you got you to gotta put in the time. I mean, I... I, do I always love every single day of you know going out and like getting rejected from people that don't answer my emails for qualified apparel? No, I don't necessarily love that. However, I know it's a part of the process, right? It's a part of the rejection. It's a part of the failure. You know, Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times in his attempt to make the light bulb. However, whenever asked about it, he said, hey, I didn't figure out, I only figured out 10,000 ways that, that didn't work, you know? And uh, he said, every, awesome. every, every time that I failed, I knew it was one step closer to eventually finding my ultimate success, you know? And so I, uh, it, it's just, I feel like, it, you know, I feel like it kind of comes that whole top mindset is all obviously built, but like, I feel it comes from a noble, a noble, um, or maybe like maybe noble is not the right word, but it comes from maybe an, an honest like uh, motive of like, hey, you know, I want my kids to have this certain thing. But I mean, you know, you know, I'd love to see your opinion on this as well. Like, I mean, I think it's so much better for like, you know, to be like, hey, you know, it's great to have, you know, to have the desire for your kids not to have that hardship. But man, that <laughs> you're 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 robbing them of the opportunity to feel that hurt, to feel that heartache, to feel like what it's about. But also, more importantly, robbing them of the education that's going to come along with that. You know, of the education oh, totally. of failing multiple times, of getting up and then figuring, okay, well, that didn't work. What did you do? What did you? What? How would you do it differently the next time? And we go from there. You know, like what? Like what are your thoughts on that? You think? Oh my God, totally. It. Um, you have to. I mean, I'm not a parent. You know yet, but um, so you know, I can't, I'm not in their shoes yet, but, um, I guess as a kid, you know, 
you know, and the way I would raise my kids in the future, you know, I'm sure it's so hard to see them go through those things, but you have to let them at some point a little bit and you can be there to console them and comfort them and listen to them cry and be upset. But um, I think those heart, like as a kid failing, I mean, I remember so many times, especially the one of the biggest things that helped transform me. I was a competitive dancer and um, long story short, when I was like 13, I was on a senior company and I was dancing with the 18 year olds and um, one of my, my best friend at the time. And I had like, we made the team, but we were cut from like, competing for like one of the next competitions because we weren't ready hmm. and um we had already bought the costumes it was a big deal we paid like well our parents paid and it's heartbreaking as a 13 year old who's already a little emotional <laughs> so <laughs> 13 year olds are emotional really cute emo stage next <laughs> so, scene kid but, let's go <laughs> This is when it started. But, um, <laughs> but on a serious note, um, you know, had I never went to that, I wouldn't have grown. Because we um, basically from there, you know, I went through the hardship. I like broke my foot that year. It was awful. Um, dancing. Yeah. And, you know, I remember trying so hard to like be good enough and to make, you know, be back on the team and stuff. And um and keep my love for dance alive. Um, and I luckily still did dance after that, but we ended up switching studios and it wasn't the same, but I still was able to dance and like do well and stuff. But um, I think if I never went through that, I wouldn't have known that like, if you're going to fail in sports and like right. at other things. Um, and that's kind of young to go through that. I think, I mean, that's like normal stuff, you know, you try for a team, you don't make it like that kind of stuff. You're going to get rejected. Right. And my parents like there, I don't know what else they could have done, but they did everything that they could. But at the same time, I still had to go through it. I don't know. You know, even if you paid overpaid the teachers, I don't even know if that would have done anything. <laughs> so I don't know. My parents, my parents probably, um, they, I, Maybe they, you know, they felt really, they probably feel the hurt that we feel as kids. Right. That's at least what my mom has said. But, um, yeah, you kind of have to let them go through some of that and teach them, like, you have to work hard, like, you can't give up. Teach them those things that will make them successful in other areas of their life. Right. So there's my little, like, that really, tra I mean, that transformed, you know, later stages in life. No, I love it's that. Like, it's I mean, gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's easier. Obviously, I mean, because I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a, you know, any children, and like you mentioned, you don't have any either. But I, like, I know that you know, I, so it's obviously it's, for for both of us, it's obviously easier said than done. However, yeah. like I know that you know, I have a little niece. I'm actually looking at a picture of her right now. Her name is Aubrey. She just turned two, and I'm I'm literally I just yes, no, was it today? Yeah, it was today. I got off the phone, with my brother. And because I'm reading this book um, called How to Stop the Pain, it's talking about, you know, freeing yourself from judgment. And um, one of the things it was talking about in this book was is that, you know, whenever we're um, whenever we're younger and, um, you know, from I think it's about two years old to around 10, our, our viewpoint of the world around us is forming. Right. And, you know, and like our, how we view the world and everything about it, because our heart beliefs are, are being formed at that at that stage. And it, I was just encouraging my like, dude. 
I said, this is the book. Like the, I was, I've been like, I'm like, we need to set Aubrey up. I'm like every time, every time she's around me, I like, I, I make sure to Aww. like speak life into her as well. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm committed, even though I'm not even like, you know, her, this, this child's, this child's father or mother, I'm committed to like making sure that she is a strong woman that is secure in herself that knows her worth and everything like that. But it's also driven in her, in her life to achieve the things that she wants to achieve and is not scared of taking the risks, not scared of taking the failures and such. Like I was just talking to her dad. I'm like, I'm like my brother. I'm like, Evan, I said, we need to, you know, you need to read this book. I said, I'm reading this book. It's phenomenal. I said, I'm telling you, dude, I'm imploring you. And, and his wife's name is Courtney. I said, I'm imploring you guys to read this book. I said, this will help Aubrey. I said, she is in a stage of life wherever she is so Aww. susceptible um, to being influenced by certain things, especially with how nutty people are in this world today, she needs this book. And like, she needs this information. Granted, she's only two. She can't understand everything. <laughs> However, yeah. she, you know, certainly her, her, you know, her decisions and beliefs can be influenced at this stage right now. At least her, her subconscious can be influenced in that way. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a, a little side note about me and my, and my niece, but, but no, no, it's, <laughs> totally. it's, it's important. It's like, it's important as parents to like, you know, obviously you're there to support your kids and to be there for them hundred percent, but it's also, it's like, man, you got to make sure that you're, that you're giving them the room necessary that they need to fail. Like, I love what Sarah Blakely says whenever she was uh, growing up, like around the dinner table every night, her dad would always ask them, how did they fail today? You know, like at what really? They That's yeah. cool. And he would also he would actually be disappointed if they said they didn't try anything and didn't fail at anything that day. And so, like wow. Sarah made a like they would all make a point, or, as her and her siblings would all make a point of like, all right, Dad, you know, I tried this, I tried out for this, I didn't make it, but I tried. And he'd be like, he'd throw him a party. He'd be like, oh, that's amazing, give him a big high five and everything else. Why? Because he at least wanted them making the the effort every single day to get out there and try something new. You know. And, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, man, that's amazing. So, but it was that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's go ahead. I w- went ahead. I, like I said, we have a few minutes left. Um, are you good on time yourself? Or I'm good. You good? Okay, cool. Yeah. Right, right, I'm just one more thing, and we'll be we'll be done here. So before we wrap this up, Lindsay, I want to acknowledge you real quick. Um, you are seriously one of the most positive people I know. It's like it's oh, it literally every time I see one of your posts on uh, on Instagram, it makes me laugh every single time because of how colorful your outfit is. Of how, but you also one thing that's indicative about every single post that you make is that your distinctive smile, like this, like from cheek to cheek, or sorry, from ear to ear, just like lights up. I just love it, and like I love like you know the you know times that we text and you talking about how you did this in your class and everyone loved it or whatever have you. And it's just like you're always playful, you're always fun, you're always interesting energetic and you're always up to make someone smile and to make everybody feel like a somebody and for that i just commend you for it i love the fact that you're so driven in your life that you're committed to being an inspiration that you're committed to achieving the goals that you have and also you're committed to being purposeful with your time and like you just mentioned about talking about you know like even with your goals like we talked about in the beginning of boston marathon we're like hey that's still a goal of mine but I'm shelving it for now because I'm pursuing something different right now, right? So I just I just apologize for being who you are, for being unapologetically you, and for loving yourself, and for having the, such value in your life, and just get it going after it every single day. And I apologize for that. Oh, thank you so much. That is so nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Like I'm grateful for you, and uh, I'm proud of you, and I'm excited for the next years that are coming your way. It's uh, it's gonna be amazing to watch. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. You're I'm welcome. I'm excited for it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This was so fun. Well, Such not, a fun conversation. Well, we're not done yet. We got two more I got two more questions for you before we're gonna wrap this up with so two questions I always ask for every guest on the qualified. Um, how does someone become familiar with the person they have the potential of becoming? Oh, familiar with okay. Um 
but the person you were created to become, how do, how do you, how do you, you know, become that person? How do you become that woman or that, man, uh, or that for example? Visualize. I visualize it. Um, visualize and pick things that you know you want to be in the future. Like whether it's um, pick things about other people that you really like, whether it's like something that they do or their personality, that is something that I've done in the past. Or if it's like a certain kind of um, fitness goal or race goal, um, see it. I like to view, okay, well, if these other people can do it, so can I, we're all humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I, agree. I, I, and I, and I would start with something else I do is I pick, um, I do little things that I'm like, well, let's see if I can do this. And all of a sudden I can't like, little things well they're little but they shocked me like the fact that i could do this really deep side lunge like butt to the ground lunge and come back up this past year was like huge i never thought i could do it i don't know i just tried and i did it and it's huge it feels really cool it's not a big deal but it was a really big deal in my eyes yeah so like little things like that um or you know try little try things go for it like really stretch yourself my boyfriend was like when I did these mile repeats like, um, like a, less than a month ago, he was like, do your last one at six minute pace. And I was like, what you think I, that's crazy. He was like, well, don't, well, you don't have to reach it. You don't have to hit it, but like get as close as you can. And I did it in six Oh five. And I really shocked myself. I think having somebody who believes in you helps too. That's, so that's why Mike is a great man right there. He's not just a great he man. Is, he, yeah, like, he's not just a great I'm man like, in uniform. He's a great man altogether. I like that. Oh, uh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. But so basically do little things that shock yourself. Really keep, just keep trying. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. I like that. All right, man. So final, last and final question. What is living a life that makes a positive impact look like for you? Smiling, duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> duh. Smiling all the time. Um, being really excited or overly excited—that's like the way you are too. Um, I think that helps when I'm around people. I try to make them feel really important, and I hmm. just try to be really interested in their life and ask questions and not make it about me um, as much as I can. Um, and like really listening, especially when people are going through something hard. I try to be a really good listener and give my time, especially if they're people that are worth it Right. to me. So, and smiling and being like, ah, dancing around. <laughs> those, are the, those are the silly things. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. That, I love all of it. Even I love both of those answers. That's great. Well, hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. Um, I already plugged your Instagram. Is there any else, um, anything else that uh, people can connect with you online? Um, yeah, my Instagram is the best. I mean, if you're interested in coaching, they could always email me at lindsanityfit at yahoo.com. Perfect. Um, but you know, that's another thing. Okay. And And that'll that'll be linked. Perfect. mm -hmm. That'll that'll all be linked down in the show notes as well, guys. If y'all want to check that out and connect with Lindsay, which I highly encourage you to at least give her a follow and, uh, definitely, definitely uh, should reach out and tell her what she thought about the episode today and, uh, definitely give her a follow because she's, uh, one of the best accounts to follow on there if you want some positive energy in your life. So well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being a guest in the Qualified today. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Absolutely. Have an, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Have a good one. All right, y'all. That is the episode today. 
Tell you what, what did you think, man? There was, <laughs> I love suit. So loved, so honored. I was, I just had an absolute blast just going back and forth with her and uh, just having such an opportunity to chat with her and just, you know, definitely cut off the same cloth. She's a phenomenal woman. I'm super grateful to have had the opportunity to connect with her. I do encourage you to go give her a follow on Instagram if you haven't already. If you're not already following her, just keep up with her daily life. And uh, she's always posting, you know, motivational stuff, self-improvement kind of things. And but more importantly, she's just putting her bubbly personality out there, which I know will brighten your day every single day. Y'all remember the fee. Uh, if you wouldn't even, if whatever you got value, however you got value of this episode, would you please share it out with a friend? And if you haven't already, um, if you haven't already, if you, if you listen to several um, episodes already, would you please subscribe to this podcast? But also leave us a five-star review. You feel worthy of five stars, please leave us a five-star review. And if you do have the time, I would ask that you leave a written review as well. And the reason I ask for those two things, the, the subscribing, you know, subscribing and write, you know, leaving a review, a written review as well, is that the more subscriptions that we have, the more you know, five-star reviews that we have, the better ability we have to get in front of people that we otherwise might not be able to be in front of, you know, because that helps us rise in the charts. That helps us get in front of more people. And by you telling more people about it as well, this word of mouth, that is incredibly beneficial for us as well. So it helps us helps us do what we're all about, man, making an impact in someone's life in a positive way. So if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Guys, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And until next Wednesday, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. See you next week.